0: This is Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Here with the 27th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are coming off a huge 34-20 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday. All of a sudden we have an interesting race in the NFC South. The Saints lost and they are 8-3. Carolina won to improve to eight and three, and now sits the Falcons, seven and four, one game back, with four with five games to play in the NFC South race. After the win over Tampa Bay, they've won three in a row and clearly have turned the corner this season. The Bucs fell to four and three, and they are in last place in the NFC South. We're gonna look at a few of the highlights from Sunday's game especially wide receiver Julio Jones, who turned in a 12-catch, 253-yard performance, had two spectacular touchdown catches to double his output on the season. He had one coming into the game. But after the game, we found out that, indeed, uh, you know, we suspected as much that they haven't been relying on him as much because of an ankle injury. He said that ankle injury had been lingering. And then the yesterday he uh, announced that he was feeling a lot better, and that showed in his cuts and his speed, and uh, you know. So basically, he had been playing on the hurt ankle, which you know he had been on the injury report for and limited at practice for. And uh, last week it was listed as a ankle and a knee, but after the game he admitted that that was lingering and uh, affecting his play. So, but uh, on Sunday he had a big breakout game against the Bucks who elected to play a lot of man and quarters coverage. And Jones said they were able to find the holes in those coverages, and uh, they just kept attacking them in that way. There were three records coming out of that game. It was his third career game at 250 yards uh, plus or more, the most by a receiver in NFL history. He also has most catches in the first 90 games. 563 now. The old record was 558 by Anquan Bolden. And then he has 8,649 yards in his first 90, which uh, tops the old record held by the great Lance Allworth, 8,502. So a spectacular day by Julio Jones. Awesome throw by Muhammad Sanu on the 51 touchdown uh, play. And here we have Julio talking about that play right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no I knew yeah. it was the game plan, but we never repped it full speed. You know, it's just one of those things like, hey, we get this look, throw the ball. He <laughs> threw it in double coverage. <laughs> was he, he going to throw it in triple coverage, quadruple coverage? He was going to uh, chuck it no matter what. Yeah, my guy, Sanu, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he probably would have. You know, just to give him an opportunity because, you know, that's like my brother, and he's just going to give me an opportunity to go you, make a play. You know, he's now six for six with three touchdowns. Hey, Sanu ain't. Hey, <laughs> throw a great ball. I, I think it was after the second touchdown. What was the fencing celebration with Hardy? Oh, yeah, yeah. we... You know, we're just trying to be creative um, with scoring. You know, um, it's one of those things, just bringing us together, um, and just being able to celebrate with each other. all <laughs> year. All right, there's Julio Jones on the fencing celebration, too. Um, he really likes Mohammed Sanu's uh, passes, and uh, that was a great play to give the Falcons a 10-7 to lead and open up the scoring there and get things going in that big win over Tampa Bay. Offensively. 516 yards, uh, season high. So all the questions uh, about the offense are starting to be answered. The 148 yards rushing was the second most this season. And, uh, you know, of course, Tevin Coleman led the way there uh, with 19 carries, 97 yards, two touchdowns. He's got five rushing touchdowns on the season. And uh, he gave birth to... uh, he became the father of twins on Saturday. So they gave him two game balls for his showing at the game. And, uh, you know, he was pretty excited. Young man after the game. And, uh, uh, you know, wanted to, couldn't wait to get out to go see the twins after uh, putting in his work at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Also, though, uh, you know, on the downside of things yesterday, uh, you know, the Falcons built up a big... 27 to six lead and, uh, you know, kind of let Tampa Bay creep back in there. They got it to 20 to 27, but the, uh, defense had to stand up there and, uh, make a, a stand and, uh, on third down and, uh, uh, third down and two from the 19, uh, Ricardo Allen stepped forward and made a big tackle on uh, Humphreys. And then on fourth down, the pass from Ryan Fitzpatrick to Cameron Brait was uh, was incomplete. But, you know, the defenders, you know, they were happy to get the, the win and stop there late. But uh, Tack McKinley told us, um, you know, I think we had him like 27-6. On defense, we have to learn how to finish out games. I said, Sound very familiar to y'all, and he said, "Ain't no reason why that game should've got as close as it was." And I think that's a, uh, you know, carrying on theme there, uh, finishing games going back to the Super Bowl. When you get that big lead, it's human nature to to pull off. And the and the Falcons, uh, you know, you know, Tampa Bay's uh, not a bad team. Uh, you know, the the veteran. Is uh, you know very talented, and uh, you know there was no uh, you know they, they should have been able to close that one out, and it should have been uh, gotten as uh, tight as it as it did, and that's certainly what Tack was getting to. Now let's just look a little bit ahead to the Vikings, whom the Falcons will play on Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium at one o'clock. The Minnesota Vikings or Nine and two, being led by uh, Case Keenum. You know they uh, they've had quarterback issues since since uh, Teddy Bridgewater injured his knee, and that now they're bringing him back. And uh, but in the meantime, Case Keenum has taken over that position. is doing a good job. The Vikings are uh, you know the last time the two teams met, the Vikings won uh, twenty to ten on November the twenty two thousand and ten. Uh, that was up in Minnesota and the league rankings the Vikings have the fifth ranked offense and defense the Falcons are ranked sixth in offense and 10th in defense Vikings passing attack is 12th the Falcons is ninth and the Vikings rushing attack is seventh and the uh, Falcons are up to 10 so those are you know basically two top 10 teams going at it 1 9 and 2 one, seven, and four big game for playoff implications. You need to head to head over the other team, you know, uh, if both are division titles are uh, you know, you still want that and uh, uh, you know you you know the second seed's probably still in play. Philly's running away with the first seed, it looks like, but definitely the Atlanta Falcons and Minnesota Vikings at one pm Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium will be one of the big games of the week with clear playoff implications in the NFC. The Falcons need that game to, to try to keep pace with Carolina and the New Orleans Saints, who both are at 8-3. and three. Well, this is the final uh, uh, here, wrapping up at the 27th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We'd like to thank everybody for coming by and subscribing. Take care and have a great week. are pulled from the south a southern hip-hop store we always go back to that moment of the source awards everybody wants a rhythm but they don't want to bloom the biggest names in hip-hop atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop 50 years no one can deny one film the power of the south now the south got something to say streaming now at ajc.com slash hip-hop